Greetings, and welcome to The Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. The war continues. Putin continues to be an asshat. And now he has visions of grandeur. He thinks he is Peter the Great. I think he is a great Peter, but hey, that's just me. Seriously, though, he gave a rambling interview this past week where he talked about his admiration for Peter the Great and laid out his plans to restore all those lands that Peter the Great had that are now Sweden and the Baltics, and he wants to bring them back to Russia. I'm sure the Baltics are thrilled to hear that. I am now waiting for Lithuania to state that they are going to re-establish the Duchy of Lithuania, which stretched from the Baltic Sea and encompassed much of what is today Belarus and the Ukraine. And that was 300 years before Peter the Great. If Putin is serious, though, it just means so much more bullshit from that part of the world and a lot more death and misery, something the Russians are really good at. Uh, Enough about Putin and his Peter. Another reason why I love living in France is lunch. I saw this item on the NPR website, you know, that silly place where they have real news. Anyway, lunch in France is a sacred thing. In my neighborhood, most of the stores are closed between 12 and 2. Why? Lunch. And why do we have such a long lunch here? Because it is illegal in France to eat at your desk. It all began in the 19th century when people worked in factories and stores and all these people indoors were a perfect petri dish for diseases. Scientists said that factories, offices, stores needed to be aired out once a day. And the best time to do it was lunch. It is good to go out for lunch, says food culture historian Martin Brugel, because the lunch break is not just good for individuals or the companies they work for. It's good for society. He adds that, quote, people who eat together are able to talk about issues and they can work out tensions or different opinions. They create a culture in which having different points of view is possible. It's the lunch break as a driver of conviviality, a place for serendipity, a public good. And I am all for the public good. And there's wine. Here's another item of public good in the EU. We all know what a special hell it is to talk to a computer when you call a company for customer service. We've all been there, forced to go through the menu of options. Yes, yes, no, no. Well, the Spaniards are tired of it, and Spain's government wants to make it obligatory for companies to offer a real flesh-and-blood customer service worker when so requested by a caller. In fact, if you're a utility company, the bill says you will have to provide a real human to talk to within three minutes. Ah, little by little, the EU is putting quality of phone life back in our lives. It's kind of an odds and ends weekend. I'm looking for little bits here and there on the interweb. If you are coming to the EU this summer for a vacation, and we hope you do as we need the tourist dollars, here's something you might not know. According to a piece on the Euronews website, the cleanest place to swim in the EU is Austria. I know, it threw me off too. 
Almost 98% of waters in that alpine country were given an excellent rating. Overall, 85% of waters in Europe scored a very clean rating. So, as they say, come on in. The water's fine. On the other hand, if you are coming to Europe, don't be an ugly American or an ugly tourist. There's a story in a video making the rounds of an American woman and her companion who pushed an electric scooter down the Spanish steps in Rome and caused $27,000 worth of damage. Really? Who does that kind of thing? Probably the same kind of person who bitches about having to wear a mask. Anyway, Italian police fined them 400 euros and barred them from the site for six months. See, this is why I really believe that the EU should have A, a dress code, and B, a test about manners when you arrive. If you can't pass a basic manners test, you are put on the next plane back to the U.S. Another piece about Rome, which I found on the Deutsche Welle website about a kerfluffle, it seems that there is an entrepreneur who has built a pizza vending machine in Italy. In three minutes, you can have a hot pizza delivered into your hands. And yes, it looks like a pizza. I suppose it smells like a pizza, and it is available 24-7. Of course, purists are saying that a machine can't make a pizza, and, well, you'd be right. And there are tons of pizza places in Rome to grab a pie. But those places are not open 24-7. And, hey... Who hasn't wanted a pizza at 3 a.m. on your way home from a long night of partying in bars? And if my memory serves me correctly, at 3 a.m., I am not a pizza connoisseur. I am interested in something hot and vaguely pizza-like. So there you go. Bitch if you want, but at 3 a.m., beggars can't be choosers. Automatic pizza at your service. And finally, it's election day here in France. Emmanuel Macron, of course, already won the presidency, defeating the right-wing Marine Le Pen. But today's elections are the first round of parliamentary elections. And longtime leftist Jean-Luc Mélenchon, who came in third in the presidential vote, is trying to unite his France unbowed party with the Greens, the Socialists, and the Communists to make sure they have a parliamentary majority so they can force their issues on Macron. So far, Macron and his party have done well, but it's just the first round. Marine Le Pen and her right-wing nutjobs have won a few seats, but nothing to write home about. We'll see what happens next Sunday during the second round of parliamentary elections. Until then, have a great week. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valver, and this is The Continental Drift.